Hey guys, it's your host, Joy Washington. Guys, I just want to let you know, this podcast is real. What we talk about and what we express is not fake. It's a true account of our lives in the time that it is present tense. Some of it is a past account. Some of it is present tense. But our journey right now is real. Some of that might not resonate with you anymore. And I completely understand. Now is your time to bow out. Okay, so now that we're done with that, this podcast is so therapeutic for us. It's a true journey of where we are and what we're doing. It's really helpful to us to share these trials and testimonies that we have been through in hopes that they will resonate with someone else, in hopes that they will reveal something in you, convict your spirit, and make you turn away from those things and go on a new path. So guys, if that's you, if that's truly what you want to hear and listen to, then this podcast is most definitely for you. And guys, keep on listening. Welcome back to Facts Not Fiction Podcast. Guys, I know that it has been a hot, hot minute since I've been on here. And if you are a fan of the show, if you've been around for a while, then you know we have gone through so many changes, so many guests, co-hosts, things. So let me set the record straight. Podcasting is something that I've always, that's always been my baby. It's always been my baby to do it, but sometimes I've been shy to stand out in the front of my own. But how many know that like when God wants you to do something, he'll make it so that you do something. So this is where we are now. The podcast is just me. It'll always be just me. It's my baby. It's my calling. It's my gift. And I am going to be the one on here. We will see guests and things of that nature. But for the most part, it'll just be me talking with you guys through my journey and expressing myself and expressing what God gives me in these downloads. And that's where we are with it, guys. Like, no shade, no tea. There's nothing to tell. This is just the place that God has me. And it don't feel good all the time. I will be the first person to say that it doesn't feel good all the time sometimes I just want to be like listen I don't want to but when you have something on your life when you have a spiritual gift and you you have to just you have to do what you have to do it doesn't feel good all the time but our feelings do not outweigh the voice of God learning that today at the church shout out to um, Pastor Wyatt so let's get into it guys so don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram at Facts Not Fiction underscore podcast. Don't forget to turn on those post notifications and get on Spotify, get on Apple Podcasts, get on Amazon Podcasts, all the things. We are located there. We are coming out. Listen, here it is. Here she is. Welcome to Joy's Becoming. Like we're witnessing it. We're seeing it. I'm witnessing it right along with you guys. So, all right. So, (laughs) I'm trying to put the words together. So, this podcast is I Told the Storm. That's the title of the podcast, right? 
I mean, of this episode, but it should actually be on telling the storm because this is literally going through it right now. And what I've what I've been getting downloaded with and understanding is that you can't pray your way out of a storm, a season. You can't talk your way out of it. You can't control it. You just have to be there and get processed. And one thing, if I can say out of my mouth that I hate, detest, do not like, is a process. I don't like a process. Like, I can't stand a freaking process. Like, why do we have these processes? Why can't we just do what's necessary to do and then just get there? Like, why can't it be like a one-day thing? Like, why does it have to be like months? Why does it take all this time? And even from a child, like, I was like, I want that instant, you know, situation. Like, if I'm in trouble, go ahead, let me get the whooping and be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't put me on no punishment where I got to sit there and I got to think about all the things that I've done wrong and I got to go back and forth and you know, undetermined amount of time, you know, that's another thing for me, like, what's the time limit on it, you know what I'm saying, because if you're telling me this is going to last two months, all right, cool, 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 60 days, got you, I'm going to see you at the end of those 60 days, you know, but if I knew, if you know what's going to, if you know when the end is coming, are you really going to do everything that you possibly can do to get to that, to get to that point? And that's, that's, that's what I think about myself. Like, I'm going to just buy my time till these 60 days is up. And then I'm going to just be like, what's up? We done, right? Like, but what have you gained? What have you gone? What have you learned? Like, and that's what I'm, I'm thinking about right now. It don't, it don't, it's not still registering. Like, I, I get it. Like, I'm supposed to learn something. I'm supposed to get something out of this. I'm supposed to do all that. And I'm like, sometimes I'm just going to be like, bump that let's just get to the end like what and what's gonna happen you know what I'm saying like the fear of the unknown is is almost too much at times like I need to know what's going to happen like don't be just sending me out here in these shitty streets and I don't know if this bus coming down here is about to knock me out or not like let me know what's about to happen if you take me to the edge I just want everything and anything to be a quick fix. Like, why we gotta wait? For what? For whom? Just why? When it just could be done. Like that. If it, if it was up to me, it would already been done. Um, I I don't have. I don't want to go through all this. And then it's the control factor. It's the fact that I think that I have to fix things. But if I'm really leaning on my heavenly Father, if I'm really paying attention and you know letting him lead and letting him guide and letting him take me through the process and train me up and you know for some you know for his glory you know why do I think that I have to fix it why do I feel like I need to what if God is protecting me you know and I just don't know but then that goes to that part like I don't know like you know what's going on I wish somebody would just tell me but it's not for you to know at this moment because if he wanted you to know you would have already known, right? Because God is a good, good father. That's what they say, right? <laughs> no, sorry. I know him to be a good, good father. But he's a good, good father. And then, like, why is it when we get, like, listen, okay, let me tell y'all a little backstory. Like, y'all remember, like, um, 
last year around this same time well a little bit before i had just got on this like you know boop, 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 boop. you know i'm running after christ like i'm running i'm chasing him down in the streets like that's my dude or whatever but why is it when i got hit like you know i'm over here i want to be tried by yeah, all the things like Lord give it to me trust me with trouble Lord all the things like I'm just like over here like yeah Lord you know I'm one of your strongest soldiers and you know all these things but as soon as as soon I mean talking praying and all this stuff as soon as trouble came to the door as soon as the test by fire came I'm running screaming like oh my god what is going on ready to lay my religion down by the wayside and see, then that's when he, that's when he like, well, see, now that's what I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You ain't really, really as deep as you thought you was, but you about to get deep. You say you want to be in the deep, Lord. You praying for the deep. You praying for patience. You praying for, to love people like I love people. Well, listen, now you about to learn. I'm just like, well, God, do it really take all that? He was like, and Jesus was like, well, did it take the cross? Did the cross take all that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, all right, all right. I understand, but I'm not you. You know, he's like, but you want to be like me. And this is how you get like me, these emotions. And realizing that Jesus did not want to get up on that cross for our raggedy selves. He said, let this cup pass from me. And what he meant by that was, if this do I got to? Is this really how you want it done? But nevertheless... Not my will, but that will be done. That's the part I got to get to. But nevertheless, like, that, that's really the part <laughs> that I really got to get to. And it's just, yeah. And it's like familiar, familiar, familiarity. I can't even get that word out. Familiar stuff to me is comforting. Like things that I know that, you know, I go, I get on this highway. I know that's going to take me here. You know, I get up and, you know, go to work or I get up and, you know, I do this process. Like at my, at my job, I have a process, a process to, to, to deal with people and their applications and stuff like that. So I know how the process works. It's still a process, but it's, it's how they work. But my thing about it, and my mom brought this up to my attention the other day when I was, you know, having a little, a little meltdown, a little meltdown. She said, you know the process to, to applying and the application and everything. So you know how everything could turn out in the end. It's only two options. It's either approval or denial. So, you know that process, but these people that you're processing, they don't know. They don't know how this process goes. So, they got questions and they wondering and they doing everything or whatever. But, it's, but and I, I'm going to add something to them. But, and then it's like with the same thing with God. God knows the expected end. And he know he knows what already how the motions are gonna go and how it's gonna move and how it's gonna flow and everything. I don't know that process. And but my thing about it is, am I trusting God with it? Am I giving him all the information and giving him all the things that he needs to keep on processing me? Or am I throwing my hands up and like having a fit like, God, I can't go through this process because I don't know how this process is going to turn out. And I'm not going to do that. If that happened with an application, they would never get what they want. 
because if you never if you too scared too scared to go through the process of getting your application in for a house or an apartment and you never put the application in what i'm supposed to do with that i can't do nothing with that because you're not in the process you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in the process you're not handing in your paperwork you're not handing over your financials i'm not you're not giving me anything to work with in the process so for us with god in the process it's it's surrendering it's 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 giving it giving all over to him it's still praising in the process it's still listening to what he's saying in the process because if you're not doing those things you're not giving him anything to work with he can't talk to you because you're not listening you're not hearing you're not understanding you're not reading your word you're not doing the things to get through the process what you're doing is actually making the process longer because to get what you want, you still gonna have to go through this. You still gonna have to go through this. But the difference is you can go through it with God or you can go through it without, but you still gonna get processed. And you can get processed for his glory or you can get processed and be damaged and hurt and in a corner and can't get out and stagnant and still and paralyzed almost. Or you can go through the process and then come out on the process and be like, oh, Jesus, thank you. Because you got me through the process. Ooh, Jesus, thank you for all the over and abundance now. But it's how, it's really down to how we're getting through the process. And what are you telling your storm? Are you telling your storm, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I, I'm just done. These people done got on my nerves. Bump these people. I'm going to give them a smooth cuss out. I'm done. I ain't doing it no more. Or are you telling your storm, peace be still? Are you telling your storm, God's got it? Are you telling your, what are you saying? And I have to realize that with myself, like there's so much power in the tongue. There's so much power in how we go about and move about and do what we're supposed to do for all for the glory of God. Even me sitting here doing this right now is even me doing this right now. You don't know how bad in my in my mood, in my emotion, in my feelings. I don't want to be sitting here right now doing this podcast. I want to be in my bed. I want to be curled up with a ding dong and the actual ding dong like the chocolate. And I want to be watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, minding my business. And I want to be in control of whatever situation that I'm in or whatever. If I got to be in this situation, well, this is my control over it or whatever. This is what it is. But it's not the control because God has the control. We have the power. So what that means is that God is controlling everything around us and moving everything around us. He has the total control. The power in it is how we are reacting to the situation and the storm that we've been placed in. So take your power. I'm going to react like this. I'm going to react with praise and expectancy. I'm going to react with glory and honor do his name. And I'm going to react with a remembrance that God, you brought me through the last storm. God, that you've seen me through some terrible things that you've already been there. You've already proved that you're going to do it and you're, you're going to get the glory out of the situation. You've already told me those things. So I'm going in with the expectancy of that. And when we were, when we give that, when we tell that to our storm, when we tell that to the intrusive thoughts, when we tell that to the enemy that's trying to hold us down and keep us captive, then that's when our peace comes out in the storm. That's when you can walk, when you can stand in the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and be at peace. Because you're expecting God to do something. You're expecting God to bring you out. You're expecting, and even if he don't, on the other side of glory. 
because God is going to do what he said that he would do. We just don't know how he's going to do it. We can't put him in a box. We can't say, okay, God, I need, this is what I need. And I need you to answer it just like this. Cause I need to be able to see that's not how he works. He's not going to answer it the way that you want it to be answered. He's not going to answer it like he answered the last time. He's not going to do anything because whatever you need this time, it has to be a different route. It has to take a different route. And it's not for you. God is, like I said, God is a good, good father. And so what does a good, good father do? A good, good father is going to make sure that you understand that what's going on. A good father is going to make sure that you get the correction that you need. A good father is going to go through the steps with you and make sure that you're getting everything that you need. Because when you come out of it, you're going to need to have, be equipped with whatever your promotion is. Because what if it's a promotion? What if it's something else that you're, this is purpose right here. God don't let it be for nothing. God is not going to take us through a storm and not for nothing just because. And when we start thinking about our father, like my pastor said this today, when we start thinking that our father would, would use punishment to... Like use use his his power. Our, our father is strong. Our father is big. It's huge. He's he's all knowing. He's all strength. He's all everything. But why would our father use that to punish us? That's not a good father to you. He already knows he can destroy you. So you think that our father, this is our father, he's gonna use that to destroy us? No. He's going to use that to correct you. And when we start thinking about his correction being love, his correction and discipline being love, that's love right there. And my pastor was talking today and I was thinking the same thing that because we've never seen it like that, we've never seen the love of a father like that in that way, in that capacity that we misuse it and misjudge it. And I've been a victim of that, of misusing and misjudging the way that my father sees me. My father loves me. My father wants to the best for me. In order to get the best, sometimes I have to, he has to teach me. And in his teaching, it doesn't always feel good. Just like any mother or a parent out there, if you have a child that you need them to understand something, when you wanted your child to learn about money, you just didn't give them money, you let them work for the money. That could have been in chores, that could have been in getting a job, that could have been anything. You don't just give them what you want them to know, you teach them how to obtain it, teach them how to go through it. So then when they continue to go through, they already know how to get through. They already know what's going on. But you, it has to be taught. Everything that we've ever done in life has to be taught. Everything that we're in is a process. And I'm like, how can you, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I hate the process when everything is a process? You know, I don't snap my fingers and just get to work. I got to get on the road. I got to get in the car. I got to make sure the car got gas. Got to make sure my seatbelt on. Got to pull out. Got to go and ride and get 20 minutes out the way to get there. I don't just snap my fingers and get there. I don't just snap my fingers and have a meal. I have to either call it in, order it, or I have to actually get the ingredients and cook it. Everything is a process. So in your process, what are you doing? That's just the truth. This world is made up now of so many instant gratifications. And I think that is hindering a lot of us, and me included. 
instant gratification is my favorite thing. I love to just, I don't got to go to the movies no more. I can just stream it right here. Boop, charge to my car. I love picking up my phone and having instant entertainment. Whether that's text messaging, phone calls, TikTok, um, reels, anything. I have, in, I have it at my fingertips. If I want to order something, um, if I want something and I want it ordered, I got it at my fingertips. Everything is so easily accessible. Everything is good. But when you unto purpose, purpose may not be easily accessible. Purpose may have to take you round round the bend to get to where you need to. And you're thinking, God, why did I have to go through all that? Because I needed to humble you. I needed you to see what others see. I needed you to see what others feel. I needed you to understand. So when now, when you're standing in front of that other girl and that other girl is going through this, I'm about to cry. That other girl is going through the same storm you've been through. You can say that you know, not what you heard, but what you know, what's going on. You know what she's feeling, what she's, how she feels and when she feels like she doesn't even want to be here anymore and she don't feel like she can stand and she don't feel like anything like that. Now you know and you can be there. When people don't, I used to be so upset with people. I didn't understand. I didn't understand people. I didn't understand why people, when they were going through whatever they were going through, that they would just stop speaking and stop talking and, you know, wouldn't respond to anything and, you know, just go ghost and like, we don't know what you're going through. We don't know what you're dealing with. You know, you know, you're not speaking, you're not talking or whatever, but sometimes people really can't speak. People don't have words to put to the pain that they're dealing with. People don't know, like, sometimes I feel like the way that I used to deal with, with people would be, would be so harsh to a certain point girl just get up girl you got this girl you you don't you don't get it don't let don't do this don't do this but now i'm in a in a season in a storm where i just want to lay there i don't want to speak i don't want to talk i don't want to say anything anything for a while not now for a while it was like anything that you had to say about god psh, i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear nothing good I don't have the capacity to hear anything good because what I'm dealing with is dragging me to hell almost, like dragging me to the depths of the earth. And I can't seem to turn the light on. There's no light. And it, it's just so dark and it's just so bleak. So I understand I understand he's birthing things in me, the humbleness, the empathy, the understanding, the know-how is, is, um, um, is things are being birthed in me. Not saying that I wanted them, you know, but I needed them for wherever I'm being taken, for wherever I'm going, this is needed. For wherever God has me moving towards, this is going to be needed for ministry, for glory, whatever it is, even if it's one person that I can reach and I can talk to and say, girl, I've been there, I'm there now, we're going to get through this and I promise you, and we're we going to give each other practical tips on how to do it. If you don't feel like it's okay not to be okay, it's okay not to talk sometimes. Sometimes you can't speak. Sometimes you can't do any of those things. But it's, it's, the, it's the understanding. I have a deeper understanding for people. Now, I always used to say on here, you guys have heard me say that so many times, that 
my I feel like my ministry has to do with people being around people talking to people and I really don't even like people like that I don't even really like to talk to people like that however my job is geared to talking to people however some certain situations like sisters in Christ is geared to leading and talking to people all the time but I always don't feel like it. I always don't want that. But we got to check those feelings at the door because feelings don't have anything to do with the voice of God and feelings don't have anything to do with purpose. No matter how you feel, when I think about my pastors and I think about my mom and my dad who are also pastors and you know anything, you, you don't have, you don't, you can't always rest on how you feel. And I feel like for um, my emotions have been able to rule me. If I'm in a mood, if I'm upset, if I'm mad, you know, my emotions immediately rule that moment. And that's that's how I felt. I said what I said. I said what I said is just I felt what I felt. That's all that is. If people would just would be honest, it's not what I said what I said. It's I felt what I felt. And we need to be honest about that. Your feelings, your feelings change with the wind. You know, somebody gets you a gift, you're happy. Somebody, you know, says something to you, you're mad. Somebody, you know, our feelings are up and down. They're like yo-yos. They're all over the place. You know, you can't keep track of them. So we cannot always go about by how we feel about something. I feel this storm is too much. But God said it's for purpose. I feel that I don't want to do this no more. But you got it. It's for purpose. And it's just it's in, in that mode, in that in that feeling. Like it's just so many things that are swirling in my head, and I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. God, just take this, please. Like God, take this cup for me. He like, girl, bye. Pick that cup up. <laughs> like I'm just, that's why I feel like he over here. Like he was like, nah, no, 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 no. Ta ta ta. You will be having that cup today. You will be that cup will be serving. Get that cup and start serving, sis. That's what you're about to do. I just be like, Lord, Jesus, like, I'm tired. I don't want to. I just don't want to. He was just like, well, you're going to have to, boo. Like, this is what we got. But And everything, what I will say, in my darkest moments, now that I'm thinking about my darkest moments, my darkest moments were always as dark as they could have been. You know, your dark moments, the enemy will try to tell you anything, you know, anything to take you to a point where, you know, to take you out of here. The enemy's job is to still kill and destroy. And if you think for two point, count them two seconds. First of all, y'all be in prayer for me because after this air, I know the enemy going to be at the door because he don't want this to be out in the streety streets. But God said. Anywho, the enemy's job is to kill, steal, and destroy, right? That is his job. That is his MO. That is what he's supposed to be doing. And if you think that he's not out here whispering those thoughts in your ear when you have in a moment of those intrusive thoughts, if you think that he's not telling you that it will the world will be a better place if you just didn't wake up tomorrow, if you just laid here, if you stare in the bottom of these pills, if you just take them all and just go to sleep and that's just it. If you think that he's not out here saying those things to you, you are mistaken. And everything like I was saying and everything that I was feeling and everything that I was going through it, I wanted to post stuff on Facebook like F this and I'm mad and I'm going to tell it all and I'm going to say it. and everything I kept going back to I can't do that because I don't want somebody else to see that and, and not poke fun at me or not say well I know her business but I didn't want anyone else to see what I was saying and go down the wrong path 
Now you tell me that ain't God to you to sit here in the middle of your storm, feeling like you want to end it all and feeling like you just can't take it and you just don't want to be here no more, but you still got enough in you to say, I can't say that to these people and put it out there because if somebody see that and then it turns them away from God, I can't handle that. That's nothing but God. That's nothing but him still working in me and still being there. I didn't want to say certain things to certain people. I didn't want to be around certain people because, and even if like it was people on my job and I wanted to tell like some of the things that I was feeling and everything. And he got back in my house like, no, Joy, you're a witness to these people. They, they've seen you turn around last year. If they see you turn back now, then what does that do for them? You've already planted the seed, the planted the seed that planted the seed that's going to harvest someday in these people. If you uproot the seed before it's time for harvest, what does that do for them? And I, my brain is still thinking that I can't, I can't even tell anybody, you know, the only people that I could tell were people that were like in the faith, the people that I knew that were going to pray. And that was even strategic. I can't talk to this person because I know she doesn't, she's going to turn away and she's going to start thinking things bad about God and she's not going to get what she needs. I can't talk to this person because they, they not there yet. And I don't want to turn them around because God's still good. Um, but I'm going to talk to this person that I know can pray. I'm going to talk to this person that's, that's going to pray for me. That's going to cover me in prayer because I can't pray for myself. So like my mind was still going here. Tell me that's not God still moving and working and growing me because I don't even want to turn these people away from God, even though I'm feeling like God has turned his back on me, even like I'm feeling like God has forsaken me right now, but I'm still not going to turn these people because I still want them to get to heaven. I still want them to see the glory of God. I still want the God to move on their life. So I can't, I can't say what I want to say. I can't put it out there like that. I can't do it. And you can best believe that some people that have been in my inner circle have gotten some screenshots and some things that I wanted to say, but didn't say. And it's, it's some saints out there that have been praying and praying hard for your good sense because some people have seen the realness and the truth of what I'm really dealing with and how deep it has gotten have seen the trueness of of the darkness of the place that i was in but they were capable and i love how god is still i just got another download of god how god is moving he only let the people that were capable of seeing the darkness see it everyone else wouldn't know a thing I'm telling you, people People have not noticed people. And I'm like, these people don't notice that I'm going through. People can't see that I'm going through. No, because God has shielded it. He, ha he has shielded people from seeing what it is until he's ready, until his glory, until it's time for it to, oh, Jesus, until it's time for it to come out. 
And that's just the truth of the situation. That's how God is moving and working. And we sit here and we think that he's not doing anything at all. No, but well, you just can't see it. And I have to tell myself that in the mirror, you just can't see it. We want, again, instant gratification. Again, we want to know what's going on, what's tea, what's good. We're used to just getting downloads all day long from things. But when you sit in the secret place, when you sit in isolation, and when you sit in process, you'll get everything that you ever wanted. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. We still not seeking the kingdom. I'm speaking to me. We still not seeking the kingdom. We seeking out problems. We seeking out solutions. We seeking out people. We seeking out man. And that's the biggest thing. Man is going to always fail us every single time. Man is not perfect. There's only one perfect being and that's God. And we're still not looking to the perfect being. We're looking for what we can see in the natural instead of what we can what we can see in the spiritual and what God is doing in in us and I was thinking to God I'm like oh my God why I ask him all the time why me why am I going through this why am I why am I dealing he was like you had something before me and there shall be no other God before me I'm a jealous God I want you when you started last year it was all about me and then somehow some way your situations and your personal relationships and everything else started getting in the way and i missed my time with you and i need you back where i put you so that i can process you and put you in purpose the way that i need you to be in purpose for my glory i'm like ouch and he was like you also prayed to me for patience and long suffering and fruits of the spirit and you you pray for for your fruit to be shown now here it is process process is going to give you long suffering process is going to show you how to love people process is going to show you patience come on baby like let's get it i'm like <laughs> and i'm over here just melting my shoulders and just crying like i could just ball out right now because even when I'm done, I know that I'm still not done being processed. I'm still work, have other things to work on. Things are not the way they're supposed to be. And God is the only one that can fix those things for me. And I just thought of another story. Like I used to do this all the time. This talks about a process. I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a child. No surprise there. <laughs> um, so I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a child, probably because of my mouth or not wanting to listen to what somebody else had to say or whatever but sometimes when I got to the point where my mom was just to her wits end and to try not to hurt me because of my mouth she would send me over to my grandma's house and I didn't like going over to my grandma's house because I felt like it was a punishment which it was you know it was a time where you had to like you know at your grandma's house you know you, you're kind of subdued you kind of like quiet, you know, they older people do things differently. You know, you don't have necessarily all the freedoms and everything that you would normally have at your mom, at your mom's house. You know, grandparents are, you know, usually a, maybe, some are a little bit, you know, stricter than others. And it was just, it was just an environment that it was just quietness. You know, my grandmother was very much, is, excuse me, is very much spiritual, is very much into God. So in her mornings would be dedicated to God. Her mornings where, you know, back then it was like the 700 club, you know, in the morning or whatever. I'm like, Lord. And then 
it was a 700 club and then it was like you know her prayer time her quietness you would take her time with the lord now that i understand it like i recognize that as her reverence to the lord and her staying in the pocket staying in the secret place with god you know all this time but at that time when i was like 10 or 12 i'm like bump this where the cartoons where's the good cereal where the pop tarts where the sugary you know things but my grandma saw she didn't have all that so whenever i was over there i was always trying to plan my escape especially if it was in the summertime because you know sometimes you don't got to go to school or nothing like that so you not getting it's not a weekend trip this could be a couple weeks you know i'm like oh my god what am i gonna and my grandmother also did not drive so like there was you know nothing to do it was just time to think about really reflect and think about what you've done this is this was like one of those long-term punishments aka a process and i did not could not would not did not want to be there so when i would be there i would always try to plan my escape and i would always be you know be there be really really good and i would um you know just be quiet and you know do what my grandma say and you know listen and pray with her and you know all these things just to make sure that you saw you see me right you see me being good you know i know i got over here because i was acting a fool but now i'm being good so now you can we can let me out so this is probably like my second or third time having to go to my grandma's house and i was like all right i gotta know the ropes got this I'm gonna be good for a couple days I'm gonna call my mom and my grandmother had told me she was just like it ain't time and I was like well I'm still calling my mama anyway because my mama gonna come and get me my mom can be easily manipulated let me get to her and so I called my mom to come get me and she was fed up she was like no you're you gonna have to sit here you're gonna have to stay at your grandma's house for a little while longer I don't believe that you're 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 ready to come home i don't believe that you're done and basically saying that that the process is not over i need you to sit here i need you to understand because i need you to know that when you come home this time that you are going to do what you're supposed to be doing and that's what we try to do to god we try to manipulate him and i have been there on the manipulation and well god if um, if you do this, then I'll do this. Or God, oh, I'm not going to do anything if you don't do anything. I've been saying these things. I've been doing things that got me nowhere. It got me literally chasing my tail like a dog. Because it's not working. It's not doing anything. It's not producing anything. Because sometimes you can't just get out. Sometimes you're going to have to sit and be processed and learn what's going on around you and pay attention to what's going on around you because whatever is going on around you in this process is going to teach you what needs to be done for when you come out of the process and unless you take heed to those things you're going to stay in the process you're going to stay in this situation you're not going to come out of it or you're not going to come out of it in the way that you need to to not repeat this and I feel like one of some of these lessons I've been repeating all my life because I don't want to take time to, to sit in the process I don't want to take time to sit with with God and go through what I need to go through I just want to be I just want to be done with it I just want to be over with it. I keep saying I kept saying that for the first you know month or so that I was in this situation like I just want to be done I just want it to be over I just want it to be over but if it was over what can I say that I that I learned for the next time? The next time that I'm in a situation or I'm in this situation or I'm in a, a similar situation because it's going to repeat itself. What can I say that I learned? What did joy work on? What did joy come out of? What happened? 
Can I tell anybody else about it? Can I give them advice on it? Can I say that I did anything? No. Because it wasn't that my grandma gave me the analogy of a cake. She was just like, it's just like a cake you put in and you take it out too early. It's not done in the middle. The sides are cooking that are connected to the pan. The sides are cooking there. They're getting done. But every time I stick that middle, I got a little something, something coming off on the end that tells me that it ain't ready. You need to go back in the oven. And I looked at her like she had lost her mind. I was just over here looking like I'm in despair because I can't go home and do what I want to do and have some type of control. And you over here telling me this. I. And so I say all that to say that sticking in the process is just sticking in the process. Until you're ready to be released from the process, you're not going to be released from the process. And I'm telling myself more than I'm telling anybody else. Because this process, this storm, these feelings, these things, they're just that. They're feelings. But what are you telling the storm? I'm telling my storm, peace be still. I'm telling my storm, God, you got me. God, you said that you would never leave me nor forsake me. God, you're holding my hand. And I pray that you, God, whoever is going in the midst of a storm, that you're telling, you're speaking this to your son. If you're not, that you're you're going to change your language and you're going to speak to your storm in a way that is going to produce fruit, in a way that's going to produce peace and understanding. And I pray that when we come out of this storm, one, that we don't rush the storm. Stop rushing, God. Um, Jerry Flowers preached a beautiful message on stop rushing God. Um, and it's on YouTube, so I, please um, go ahead and check that out because I'm probably going to have to replay that one. But um, stop rushing rushing your storm. Rushing for what? Rushing to get to what? Rushing to do what? Because whatever God placed in front of you is something that he already knows the end to. And God doesn't give us things that he, he wants us to fail at. He gives us things that we can overcome. And we overcome by him. And we overcome by hearing and understanding. We come overcome by our faith. And God is testing my, my faith right now. God is testing my patience right now. God is testing a whole bunch of things in me right now. And he's probably testing a bunch of you. So I'm speaking to your storm. I'm speaking to my storm. And guys, we're going to get through this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you right now. And I speak to my brother and my sister, Storm, on the other end, listening to this. God, I pray that they they understand their process, God. God, I, under, I pray that they will let you lead them through the storm, God. That let you guide them and hold them, God. I pray that they listen to the voice of the Father, the good Father, that wants to heal them God and wants to bring them through God I thank you for allowing me to speak God my truth God allowing me God to get out of my feelings God and get into purpose God we just thank you on today God and we love you on today guys don't forget and amen in Jesus name um guys don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram at facts not fiction underscore podcast podcast will be coming out on Mondays now I'm trying to keep myself good and accountable for these good old Mondays don't forget to turn on those notifications don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to leave a review on your favorite platform and we will shout you out on the next episode or I will shout you on the next episode keep tuned keep in tune and Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I love you guys. Y'all have a great, great week.
Hey guys, me again. Just wanted to just come on here and say, if you've taken an account of yourself, you've put up that mirror and you've seen yourself in a reflection that you don't like and you want to move forward and you don't know where, the biggest place to do that is getting in the word of God. So if you don't know where to start, you want to get into a community then we have it for you. We have a group called Sisters in Christ where we get together and we just journey through the Bible. Right now, we're just going through the books of the Bible and learning of the Word of God. If you want to join that, please reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. DM us, message us, send us an email at our website, and we'll get you in. All right, guys, have a good day.